Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Bring your Bible today. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, go ahead and open it up to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. This is the month of February. We got Valentine's this month. And so I'm submitting. Amen. The Bible says submit one to another. So I'm submitting to Pastor Cynthia. She wants, she said, you need to teach on love and marriage in the month of February. So we're going to do that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if you get married, if you decide that's for you, amen, you're going to learn to submit one to another. Amen. And I'm going to tell I'm going to show you why right here. Praise God. And um, the most important thing married people can do is consistently pray the prayer Jesus prayed when he was in the garden. Not my will, but your will be done. Well, I'm trying to help you right now. Praise God. Amen. Because it won't work when two wheels are existing. Amen. I just told you something that's not trying to help you. Amen. Marriage cannot coexist with two wheels. It cannot. And the Bible says it can't. It has to be one will. Amen. If you're going to have love and marriage, you're going to have to listen to that and implement that in your life. Amen. So we got married. You know, you know we, we didn't really know it, but, but that's what we said. We're not trying to do what we want to do in this institution that God created. We want to do what he wants. Amen. Say amen to that. We want to do what he wants to do. And the challenge of marriage is finding out what he wants to do. Amen. And implementing what he wants. And uh, when you do that, you're going to find out there's blessing associated when my will and my mate's will is his will. Amen. You can't break a union like that. The Bible said in the I believe it's in uh, Ecclesiastes, a threefold cord is not easily broken. It's strength when my will, my mate's will, is his will. Amen. And, and, and that means all three of us are going in one direction. Amen. When all three of us are going in one direction, then we have agreement. And then we can walk together. Was the Bible say, how can two walk together? unless they agree. Come on, say amen today. So in a marriage, you're constantly seeking agreement based on what God wants, not what I want. Amen. And so really to make this work, both partners have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Why? Because they both have to know what the will of God is. They both have to know what the will of God is. They have to know what the will of God is concerning money. Come on now, say amen to that. Because you can't be fighting over tithing. I'm preaching real good now, whether you're saying amen or not. You can't be fighting over whether we buy this refrigerator or not. 
or whatever, because, I mean, our challenges come up. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We have to know what God's will is concerning money, concerning our children. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Concerning sex. Amen. Hallelujah. Say amen to that. Praise amen. God. We have to know what the will of God is in those areas, and therefore God gives you his word. Amen. And we'll say what we said last week. Man shall not live by bread alone, amen. but by every word. Yeah. 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 Amen. That amen. proceeds out of the mouth of God. So God's got a word for every situation that needs a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. God's got a word for every a uh, situation that needs a choice. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And the key to marriage is becoming one flesh. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh -huh. Is becoming one flesh concerning the will of God. Mm -hmm. And so when you come into a marriage institution, get ready for change. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you already got your mind made up, that can be a problem uh -huh. unless it's the thoughts of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You all, you got your Bible. Turn over to Genesis chapter 2. I want to read what Adam said here about love and marriage. Amen. And then we want to look at 1 Peter today, maybe the, the whole of where we go. Now, God created this institution of marriage. It's the first one on the planet was the institution of marriage. That he created a man in his own image and likeness. And his plan was to create a female in his own image and likeness. So the female and the male are both the image and likeness of God. Amen. They both are. They both are like God. Amen. Amen. God didn't breathe half of himself into Adam. He breathed all of himself into Adam. Amen. 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 And I want to say this because if you're single, you don't have to find somebody to be whole. Amen. Praise God. Because I can teach you on love and marriage, then you get all fired up, start <laughs> want to get somebody hooked up real quick. No, the thing is, is that I don't need another person to complete me. That's right. Amen. Amen. I, we are complete in Him. Yes. Amen. It's not something wrong with you when you're That's single. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. And when you're single, become marriage material. Yes. Be working, working on becoming marriage material. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. There's some things that you can't make a garment out of it because it's not good material. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. You know, you can't have an all cotton suit. Because it's going to have wrinkles in it. Yeah. Wool does something different. It has a different quality about it. It'll, straight, it'll straighten itself out. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And then some materials are not durable enough for certain garments. Amen. Amen. You want to be the kind of material that's durable for marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You want to be the kind of material that's wrinkle-free. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody ain't got to be straightening you out. Right. Right. Come on now. You, you let the Word of God straighten you yeah. out. Right. You got to be marriage material. Yeah. And so when you're single, you should be getting in the Word of God and finding out what your roles and responsibilities are going to be in that, in that union. And they, those are the roles and responsibilities you're going to be responsible for throughout the whole union. Amen. You know, I was going to go with Ephesians chapter 5 today, but people don't like Ephesians chapter 5. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know I'm going to do that next Sunday. <laughs> because, because Ephesians chapter 5 starts causing, calling out roles and responsibilities. And when people read it, they don't like their role and responsibility. What? Yeah. You want me to do what? Yeah. They don't like their roles and responsibilities. And they really like to see the other person's role and responsibilities. Yeah. 
People get upset when you start talking about we're going to read Ephesians chapter 5. Start calling out what they're supposed to do. And when they look down with it, they say, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with it because I got to do it with that person. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem with that is you don't want to pick that person. Yeah. 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 Come on now, you pick that person yeah. to do Ephesians chapter 5 with. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So you can't be having a problem Amen. with what you picked. Yeah. And then you went to the altar and said yes to it. Y'all yes, don't like me right now. Let me go on. <laughs> Let me go out back out the foyer and read this to myself. Hey, you got a assignment this week. This week, what you're going to do, you're going to read Ephesians chapter 5. So you'll already be there, praise God, when I come back next week. You will already have it read, praise God. And if you've got a problem, you can get on God all week long so I don't have to deal with it when I come in here. Amen. You're going to read Ephesians chapter 5. Praise God. Hold on to that for a minute. Ephesians chapter 5 is what you're going to read this week. Okay. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You're gonna, I'm going I'm to talk about 1 Peter today. If I get to it, you're going to read 1 Peter chapter 3 too. I want you to read that. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. You need to write that down. You ain't going to remember it. <laughs> Some of y'all have trouble with instructions, don't you? <laughs> you need to read that. If you're in the marriage institution, you need to read that. And you need to read it on a regular basis. Listen, God, God designed that man and that woman in the institution of marriage in a covenant to run the whole planet. That means there's power in this union. And the moment you get in it, the number one attack on your life is going to be coming from Satan. He hates your union. I'm just telling you that right now. He hates your union because God has invested the dominion and authority and power in that unit to yes. run this whole planet. Yes. He said if two of them are touched and agree, and it's really intended for the married couple, whatever they ask, come on, come on. in context of their assignment, it shall be done unto them. He gave them dominion over the whole planet, over anything and everything that creep up on the whole thing. Yes. He assigned wealth to that union. Yeah. Yeah. He assigned untold wealth to that union. God wants you to have wealth in your marriage. Yeah. If you do it his way, you will have it. Yeah. Because nothing can stop you from bringing to pass the assignment he put on your life and accomplishing what, what he put in the hearts of those two individuals to bring. Yeah. It's ministry on the inside of you. Yeah. There's an assignment on the inside of you. The Bible said we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's dreams and visions on the inside of you. There's untapped ability on the inside of you. Yeah. That when the two of you come together, if you really do it God's way, you'll bring it to pass. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It'll cause wealth and increase health and healing to break forth in your life. It is the most powerful institution he put on this planet. Yes. It's between that man and that woman. He gave them his dominion to rule on this planet mm -hmm. and to accomplish his assignment. It is the first manifestation of the kingdom of heaven on earth. 
is that man and that woman. It is the most powerful union there is. And therefore, he's given us instruction to how to make it work for us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Your mate is not your enemy. Right. 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 Because the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Oh, if they would do this, it'll get better. No. No. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Why? Because they, the first, we, we, we see demon first attack is only marriage union. Why? It affects everything. Everybody in this room came out of relationship. That's why you exist. Everybody in this room came out of relationship between a man and a woman. Now, I don't know what the relationship was like. I don't know if it was in the will of God. I don't know what challenges it went through. I don't know what your experience was with that relationship. But those relationships affected us, and we came out of those. Whether good or bad, whether it was done the God's way or not done God's way, you came out of relationship, which means that people want to be in a relationship. That is the desire of the heart. God put it on the inside of you to want to be in a relationship. But he gives guidelines on how to make this thing work. Amen. He gives guidelines how to make this thing work. And you got to make a decision. You're going to do it the way God wants it done. You know what marriage means? Doing it God's way. That's That's what it means. It means we agree we're going to do it God's way. I don't, want to do it, I don't want to do it out of the institution you came out of because it may not have been the will of God. A lot of people get in marriage and say, that's the way my mom and daddy did it, and mom and daddy did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's why they ended up with the results they ended up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are here to do it God's way. That's right, that's right. Amen. So you want to be a person that gets in the word of God, and you want to make this institution work. And I want to show you today, too, that it's a ministry. Amen. My marriage is supposed to affect you. Your marriage is supposed to affect me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It should make one, it, your marriage should make one, make people want to get in the institution, yeah, yeah. not stay away from it. Right, right, right. Amen. Amen. It should make people want to get into it. I'm going to show you that's what the Bible says today. I'm going to show you in the Bible that the Word of God says that your marriage is equal to the podium in preaching. Your marriage is a ministry. It can lead people to God. Yeah, yeah. And the first people it should lead to the God is the people in your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. People should watch, mar- children should be able to watch marriage in the home and fall in love with God. Mm-hmm. Receive the call to ministry for their life. Mm-hmm. Understand that God's got blessing, mm-hmm. abundance, and increase waiting on them. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And as this institution is carried out, you should be able to build a legacy, uh-huh. a family tree with real saints in it. Yeah, yeah. And still a granola bar <laughs> with fruits, flakes, and nuts <laughs> coming out of the institution because of what they've been exposed to. Yeah, yeah. He hates marriage. I'm telling you that now. He don't care how you live, you know, but when you get in, the, when you get in this marriage union, he knows it's an institution for God. He knows the authority and the ability that you have. And he wants to hinder you. Because when you get married and you have offspring, then you are, you are affecting the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants the next generation scarred. He wants them beat before they get started. He wants them to have habits and he wants them to have all kinds of hangups and problems 
emotional problems. He wants them to have all kinds of different impartations in a negative sense so that they, when they, when they exercise this desire to get in this union, they bring all this luggage with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. That's good. Praise God. Don't act like you don't have no luggage. They bring his luggage with them. And then all of a sudden you love them, and then all of a sudden they start unpacking. What we got here? What we got here? Don't act like you don't need deliverance. <laughs> Sometimes you just say, man, I, I'm not going to unpack that. That'll be the end of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus died so you could unpack. Yeah. So you can get that out of your life. Yeah. Amen. So you can get poverty thinking out of your life. Right. So we can't buy nothing. We can't afford nothing. Yeah. Sometimes people have to unpack that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. But everybody's got to unpack something. Yeah. Because we have not done a good job in this institution. Yeah. And the church hadn't done this job in so many different ways. We haven't prepared young people to enter into this institution. You got to be prepared to enter into this. You just can't. We just in love with each other. You're going to be singing like that song say a long time ago. What love got to do with it after a couple of years? Amen. Because there's challenges that you get into. But God has a way to overcome everything. Look what the Bible says right here. This is what Adam said after he got his wife. Look over here in, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 21, and the Lord God calls Genesis chapter 2, verse 21. He caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made or built a woman. He built her, but he put his spirit on the inside of her as well. He built her physically different from the man. She's a man, too. She's just a man with a womb. That's why they call her a woman. She's a man with a womb. She is designed to carry the next generation. Amen. She's the key to the, man, she's the center and the key to the whole thing. Almost. Amen. That's right. She really is. You know, I remember Dr. Jacobs, he was getting on me one day, you know, about my marriage. He said, Keith, you must remember she is the mother of your children. I never forgot that. She is the reason why your bloodline continues. Right, that's right, that's right. And, and for that reason alone, she should be respected and honored. Amen. amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Come on, y'all real quiet this morning. No, it's good. It's good. Amen. She should be respected and honored. Let me tell you something. This, this whole institution works based on honor. Amen. And I spend time teaching on honor. This whole thing works on honor. Mm -hmm. In a marriage, you cannot use disrespectful treatment yeah. and words yeah. and get this thing to work. Right, that's right, that's right. It'll tear it up in a heartbeat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This thing works on honor mm -hmm. and respect. Mm -hmm. yeah. It does not work on criticism, mm -hmm. judgment, yeah. <coughs> shame and guilt finding. It does not work like mm -hmm. that. It works on honor and respect. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore your words are going to be critical. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Your words are going to be critical. We're going to look at that scripture today. He said, if you want to see good days, mm -hmm. you better know how to shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but you better know when to stop talking. That's what the Bible said. If you want to see good days and if you want to have a good home, you better learn how to keep your mouth shut when honor can't come out of it. It's a way to say everything. Come on now. That's why the Bible said you got to study how to talk. Amen. Right now, before you go off, you better go, you better go, you better go study. And how to, how to say this, because once it's out there, it's out there. Just floating out there. Amen. Praise God. And, and people have a hard time repenting, too. People have a hard time saying, I am wrong. I need to change. They have an easy time saying, you need to change, and you wrong. They have a hard time. And that's why Jesus came preaching to us, repent. Yes. You need to know how to repent yeah. if you're going to have a good relationship. Because yeah, right. you're going to make mistakes and sometimes you're going to be wrong and sometimes the other person going to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. You better know how to put it in reverse right. yeah. Yeah. if you want to keep Because if not, you'll build a wall. Mm-hmm. The wall will come up slow. Mm-hmm. You can still see each other first. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Especially when you're laying the foundation for the wall. But every day somebody put a block in. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Every day. Repentance removes the block yeah, that's right. before it becomes a full wall. Yeah, and then you wonder, how are we going to fix this thing? Uh-huh. How are we going to tear this thing down? You know, over in, after World War II in Germany, it was divided. And, and the, the Russians decided they didn't want anybody leaving going west. Part of it, they, they needed to be compensated for the war. They lost a tremendous amount of wealth and people. This war cost them a lot. And they wanted restitution, and part of it was going to come from Germany. And so they didn't want the people leaving because the people are the ones that going to produce the wealth. The people are the ones that are going to do the work to bring restoration to their nation. So they didn't, you know, the United States came out, the superpower, the single superpower, and everybody wanted to go west. And so the, the Russians decided to build a wall. And then people just sitting there watching. What are they building? They're building a wall. And if you're smart, you get on the side you really want to get on. But people watch the wall finally come up. And then eventually you couldn't get back across. You couldn't get back across. In your marriage, don't build a wall. When bricks are coming up, listen, offense and anger are blocks. To bring separation. And the Bible said, a brother offended is hard to be won. Amen. Amen. But the Bible tells us that Jesus said, my people shall be known by the love they have one for another. And I'm not talking about Eros love with you or friendship love where you just got to be touching and, and, and you can't keep your hands off of them. You know, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about agape type of love. Agape type of love does not keep an offense. That's why marriage was made for born again people who have the image and nature of God on the inside of them that's capable of forgiveness. The love of God never remembers an offense. Right now, if your name is in the Lamb's book of life, there is no offense or charge against you in heaven. Jesus has wiped out every offense, every offense against the throne of God, everything you've ever said and done, not only in the past, but in the future. You have been wiped clean. The Bible says there's no handwriting against you. Thank you, Lord. 
Come on now. That when you get to heaven, the Bible's going to say that you are forgiven. Amen. God's going to say holy. He's going to say righteous. He's going to say unreprovable, unblameable in his sight. In the sight of God, you don't have an offense between you and him. Because if you have an offense, then you can't come to him. Offenses keep you from fellowshipping with the other person. That's what they're designed to do. They're designed to build a wall uh-huh. so that you don't talk, uh-huh. you don't touch, you don't relate, and then you begin to wonder, what are we doing together anyway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so at the very beginning, that's why the Bible says, do not let the sun go down when you hot. Come on now. I know people don't like the word of God. They just like to be, well, it's blessing time. Everybody get ready to get some money. No. He says, when you are angry, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And while you are single, don't practice being mad. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm talking to single people that while you're single, don't practice holding grudges against people Mm -hmm. that you fellowship with. Mm -hmm. Don't practice holding grudges because if you practice that long enough, guess what you're going to carry that to? Talking about, I forgive you, but I'll never forget it. (laughs) That is not God's word. That is some uncle under a tree somewhere. (laughs) That lives by himself. (laughs) Sucking on Bud Light told you that. (laughs) You can't listen to people talk. You got to decide you're going to do this the way God wanted to. Yeah, that's right. right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Look what it says right here. That'll help you in it. Amen. Come on now. It says right here. That the woman was taken out because she she's called woman because she was uh, she was she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So she comes out of man. So woman is what comes out of man. So when a man is fighting with his woman, he's fighting with who? Himself. Himself. Oh my. Come on. <laughs> or if a woman's fighting with her husband, guess who she's fighting with? So you can have a struggle going on in you. You can have division. The Bible talks about having a divided heart. That a unit can be divided through offense or through confusion. It can be divided. If you can have a divided heart, that the unit can end up functioning in division itself. And in that marriage, God wants that man to know that that woman... The moment you say I do to her, a miracle takes place. She becomes your rib. And the Bible calls her bone of your bone and flesh of your own flesh. Amen. Amen. And the only person I see in the Bible cutting their flesh was the gathering demoniac. And he was solid crazy. And the reason why he was crazy, because the devil was attacking him. And making him cut himself. 
The devil was making him cut himself. See, when that's cutting in the union, I know people think it's the other person. No, demons ain't got involved in your house. When you're cutting the other person, you're cutting yourself. In the marriage union, you're cutting yourself when you cut the other person. The Bible said even if somebody, it says, pray for those that despitefully use you. Isn't that what it said? It said to, to love your enemies. So even if you see the person as your enemy, <coughs> you know why we talking like this? Because we not like the world. Yeah. The world says, you got me, I'm going to get you back. You said something to me, you got it coming right back at you. Just hold on a minute, here it come. Deal with it. Well, we're not the world. We're the body of Christ. Right, right, right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. In, in a sense, we're the bride of Christ. Jesus knows that we are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. He knows that we are united with him. That's why he never attacks you. He always forgives you. He always believes the best in you. He's always going to speak in, increase and in blessing over you. Yeah. You can't find one derogatory word coming out of Jesus' mouth concerning his body. Amen. Matter of fact, it even tells me to take great care of you. Yeah. He said, that's my church yeah. that's washed in my own blood. Yeah. 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 Amen. 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 So when we are in our right mind, when the, when, when, when the gathering, the Romania got delivered, the Bible said he got clothed and he was in his right mind. Yeah. Amen. So you know now when your mate's getting under attack now. If, if I, I'm attacking, that means I need deliverance. You need to be praying for me yeah. so that I can get back in my right mind. Yeah. And it's not easy to pray for people that misuse you. Yeah. It's better to get even sometimes. <laughs> That's what you feel like anyway. It's better to feel like it's better to retaliate. But y'all, we the body of Christ. Yeah, that's right. Somebody say amen to that. We don't do it the way everybody else does yeah, it. That's, right. that's why Jesus said, you, if you're going to do this thing, you're going to have to change the way you think. Yeah. You're going to have to repent because the kingdom of heaven is here. Yeah. We want our dominion back. Yeah. We're tired of fighting each other. Yeah. We want our dominion back. We, yeah. want, we want our authority back. We want the wealth that belongs to us. Amen. Yeah. And in order to get it, we got to do it Jesus' way. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's why you got to humble yourself to do this. Yeah. You got to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Yeah. And then he said, if you humble yourself, what are you going to do? He guarantees all you. Right. Amen. Praise God. You can get promoted today. Yeah. You can repent and get promoted today. Yeah. You can say, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know you need to say it. Yeah. Amen. 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 I'm sorry I didn't do it God's way. I don't care if the other person is 90% of the problem and you 10%. You still need to repent over your 10%. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need to whoop the other person because they got 90 yeah. hanging in the balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Say amen to that. Amen. 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 My pastor, Dr. Jacobs, told me, he said, it take two people being a fight key. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, it's never one person's fault. 
because that means you're in perfection. And how did you get so perfect and marry so much imperfection? Say amen to that. Amen. You're so perfect, but you went and married imperfection. Well, that's the only mistake you made. So you need to repent over that. And then pray for them so they can catch up to you. Amen. Look what it says right here. Praise God. Don't you love the word? He said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother. Amen. And cleave unto his wife. Come on now. What should a man do? He's leaving and he's cleaving. Amen. And he's supposed to cleave unto his wife. That means he is supposed to cleave her presence. Want to be in her presence. Amen. He wants to be around her. Don't want to be around the guys no more. I got something better. Amen. Praise God. I ain't trying to hang around the guys no more. I got something better. I got something that looks better than you guys. Amen. Amen. That means he should practice being around her. Practice fellowshipping with her. Amen. As a way of life. Touching. Being around. Because what is he doing? He's learning who she is. He's learning who she is. The Bible said dwell with your wife according to knowledge. You got to know who you marry. When you take on a wife the purpose of cleaving is so that I can learn about who this person is that has become a helpmeet to me to carry out the vision God gave me. And if we do it right and do it together, we can't be stopped. We do it right, we do it together, we can't be stopped. We're something to watch. We're something to pay attention to. Amen. The Bible said, it was talking about the people at the Tower of Babel, nothing that they imagined because they were, they were functioning like a unit. Yeah. Nothing that they imagined shall be impossible to them. Yes. They can bring any dream that God gives them to pass. Yeah. They can overcome any obstacle that comes against them. Yeah. They can be triumphant in any situation. Their children are going to come up. The Bible talks about their children coming up and being strong in the earth. Being mighty in the earth. Yeah. They begin to produce offspring that begin to change the whole planet. Amen. And so the devil says, I got to get this thing before it gets off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get this, get in this thing before it gets off the ground. If you have any trouble in your mind, see, anytime anybody, anytime sickness and disease to attack humanity, I already know it's the devil. Yeah. I already know it's the devil. It's not just coincidental, every year is flu season. <laughs> That's just the, death, the time he attacks humanity. That's just the time he I blame everything on him. I don't care what it is. Because if it's got to something to do with stealing, killing, and destroying, I know the devil's behind it, directly or indirectly. He's behind it. You got to have a sound mind if you're going to get married. That's right. The other person cannot become the problem. Yeah, yeah. Amen. They may be cooperating with it, but they're not the root of it. It's him. 
It's him. Look down here a little bit further. And the Bible says you got to cast him out. He said he should cleave unto his wife and there shall be one flesh. And this is what I looked at this morning. This, is what, this one word, one flesh, is what I looked at this morning. And uh, this word one flesh means they got to go in the same direction. Yeah. They got to, they, because man, we are so diverse. Mm -hmm. Most people marry somebody that's not like them. Yeah. Yeah. The talker marries the person that don't talk. Mm -hmm. The spender marries the person that don't spend. The shopper marries the person that don't like to shop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the person that likes to go out all the time married the person that stay at home. <laughs> yeah. If you get two stay-at-homers married, my God, there's hermits. <laughs> you got hermits. They never go anywhere. <laughs> they sit in the house all day together. <laughs> at least you're cleaving. <laughs> Praise God. At least you're cleaving. You got part of it right. But normally people marry somebody that's not, if the person is really outgoing, that person there, they marry somebody that's, that's, that's a little more reserved. Right. Why? It's to balance you out. Yeah. It's to help you learn something. And matter of fact, the difference is, is why you got together anyway. That's, right. yeah. that's what you admired in the person. Yeah. And then, uh, then you'll turn around and let what you admired in the person be what you don't like. Right. You know what? You can't keep your mouth shut. You just talk all the time. <laughs> Well, that's how you got married, because you weren't going to talk to nobody. <laughs> and so they came over and talked to you. How you doing today? Why are you so quiet? And you just fell in love with it. Finally, somebody talking to me. <laughs> Finally, somebody talking to me. I must be special. Yeah. The person's going to be different than you. Man and a woman are not the same. They're different. They're different. They think different. Their bodies are different. That's what makes them productive. That's what makes them dynamite. That's what makes them a threat to the kingdom of darkness. The same don't make it a threat. Two men together. Yeah, I said it. You got to say it in this day and time. Because yeah, yeah. ain't nobody else saying it. Everybody acting like, it's okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I'm not mad at anybody. I do this because I love people. This takes your life. But we got to do it God's way. No, that's demonic. That's the devil. Amen. And I don't care who it comes from. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care who it comes from. It's a perversion of what God wants. Yeah. And it's the end of the race of man if it dominates. Yeah. Yeah. Because it cannot. Why? Because God won't bless it. God only blesses his plan. Yeah. 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 I read that this week. It's over in Ephesians chapter 1. He works out all things. Mm -hmm according to the counsel of his own will. Yeah. So if it's not his will, he don't support it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Don't be trying to tell me, well, you, you just being, you, you need to open up a little bit and be open-minded. And, you know, and I believe, I believe, in, in, I believe in, in people's rights. I believe, people, I believe in the Constitution, people's rights to pursuit of happiness. I believe in that. Yeah. But you are not going to be happy disobeying God. That's right. That's Amen. Right. That's exactly right. right. You're not going to be happy disobeying. People may think they are. 
Because the Bible says sin is pleasurable for a while. Right, right. Those relationships are more damaging than any other kind. I had to go to a courtroom down there with somebody, and, and it was domestic. It was a situation dealing with domestic violence. And I sat back in the courtroom with them, and I noticed that every case came in, it was two women living together fighting each other with protection orders. And I was walking in the park one day, I sat down to rest, this guy came up. And he started talking. And he almost had to try to sound like a woman. <coughs> Big old tall dude. Trying to sound like a woman. I had to get out. <laughs> I'm just waiting here till he get all these things and leave. <laughs> well, that's the will of God. That he gets his things and get out of there. And then you get some deliverance while you here with, here with me. God's not going to help those unions. That's right. That's right. And to come to the church and ask us to to perform a ceremony, I will not do it. Yeah, right. You just need to know that up front. That's first one of the things we got to cover in our new members class. We're not doing it. You know why? Because we're here to live by what God said. Yeah. Yeah. We're here to live by what God said, not what people doing. People doing a lot of things that's not right. Yeah. And thank God for the church because we're working to get things. We're not trying to do a whole lot of numbers. We're discipling up in here. Yeah, that's right. We're discipling here. We're not trying to blend in. Yeah, that's right. The church is supposed to be the will of God in the earth. Mm -hmm. A city set on a hill. Yeah. The salt of the earth. Yeah. The light that God put on the hill mm -hmm. so that people can find out how to do it God's way yeah. so that they can have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. That's going to end in death and destruction. That's all it's going to do. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Praise God. And see, the thing is, man, you got to look... <laughs> We don't want to do it the world's way. You know why I got saved? Because I was dying trying to do it the world's yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And I came to church, and I came to a real church and got a real passion, and it became a rescue to my life. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. It became a rescue to my life. Yeah. My life is different. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Because I went to a real church yeah. and had a real pastor. Yeah, yeah. Amen. They wasn't trying to get along with everybody, but was doing, but doing the will of God. Yeah. And we're going to preach the word here. If, you're, if people don't like it, I'm sorry that you don't want to do it God's way. You got to learn a lesson. You got to keep walking until you hit the wall and learn a lesson. Yeah. You better realize one thing. God is smarter than you. Yes. He's more intelligent and he's smarter. Amen. And his way is higher than our way. Yes. He already said, my way is higher than your way. Amen. Praise God. And that's when a couple get together, they should want to walk the highway together. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do it your way. You want to do it God's way. Because yeah. God's way is higher than yours. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah. that's right. Thank you, Lord. And so the Bible says they shall unify. Mm -hmm. To become one flesh means two different become a unit. Mm -hmm. They shall unify. What are they unifying around? They're unifying around the assignment that God gave them for their marriage and for their life. Mm -hmm. That's why when you're single, you need to find out what God's called you to do with your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You need to be pursuing God and finding out what has he created me for. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
What did he create me for? What is my purpose of being on this planet? What assignment did he, did he give me? That gives you the idea of the type of person he's going to send yeah. you. Yeah. He's going to send you a person that's going to go that way in your assignment, in your yeah. life. Yeah. He's not going to send you somebody that's going totally diametrically opposed to your assignment. I didn't get married to somebody that don't like the Bible. Yeah, yeah. That's good, that's good. It'll be terrible. Yes. It'll be terrible to be a pastor and your wife don't like God. Yeah. <laughs> don't like the church. Why are you always going down there? I can't stand those people down there. There you go again. Reading your Bible. <laughs> It'd be terrible. Yes, it was. Amen. Amen. When, the, when, when, when you get married and the other person is not saved, the Bible said the other person is not supposed to be hindering your walk with God. That's right. It didn't say, it didn't say don't, it, 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 it said don't divorce them because use your life to save them. Because God trying to get, get people into heaven. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The Bible said hell was not made for man. Right, right. And sometimes that happens where one of them's saved and one of them's not. Right. The Bible said you are, you are to live in such a way that helps them to see that Jesus is Lord. Right. Come in one flesh. It means to unify. It means to go the same direction. You know, Pastor Cynthia and I she was in my Bible study before we got married. I had a Bible study in my apartment. I said, God, I'm not going to go out and party with everybody on Friday night. I'm going to start me a Bible study in my apartment. And God told me, he said, that's when he told me you're going to be a pastor. He said, you're going to be a pastor. That's what he told me. I never told anybody. I just kept it to myself. And she would come to my Bible. So she never missed one Bible study. I know she loved the Lord, but it was really me. It was really, no. <laughs> she never missed. I mean, every Friday night for about a year and a half. I just got it like that. But anyway, <clears throat> she never missed one. That's what I saw. Amen. Amen. So when we got married, I married somebody that wanted to be around the Word and that was going in that direction. So it has been a pastor married to her has never been a hindrance on the assignment on my life. Y'all know how she loved being around here. She never misses. Never. I don't care if it's 9 o'clock in Breadwood, 11 o'clock. And it's not, it ain't complaining or nothing. Then if she does get a little tired, I could take her somewhere to get her something to eat. <laughs> and feed her, take her, get her dessert or something like that. Here, eat this. You'll feel better in a minute. She said, go on, preacher. Go ahead and do what God told you to do. Praise God. Every day, people need a little encouragement. Every you got to keep people encouraged all along the way. You don't marry where people fight your destiny. Yeah, that's so good. 
That's when it's all about unequally yoked. You don't matter where you people fight your destiny and fight the direction you're going. He says they shall be one. That means you're supposed to go in the same direction with God. And so when we got married, we didn't know a whole lot. We didn't have no marriage counseling, anything like that. There was no church like this around, anything like this. We just said, we're going to get in that word and find out what God said about it, and we're going to do it. And in the process, you're going to find out, <clears throat> going in the same direction, sometimes the man will have to change, and sometimes the woman will have to change. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous to go along with wrong. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. And you're going, to have to, you're going to have to realize you're going to have to end up submitting to one another. It's going to be times you're going to be wrong as a man, you're just not hearing clear right now. You're just not hearing clear right now. You're just not being, you're not being led by the Spirit right now. She's right and you're wrong. And you're not hearing from God now. And you may feel it's like, bless God, I know I'm right. Because <laughs> you, I wear the pants around here. Yeah. Got to be right. Got the britches on. Yeah. <laughs> and wrong as the day is long. And that's time she's wrong. I mean, hot as a firecracker. There ain't going to be no peace around now. <laughs> the Bible said, you better off on the rooftop. Go on on the rooftop right now. Now I know my granddaddy was always in the barn. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. Where granddaddy at? They were slick. You never see them get mad at each other. They, never, they just never, never want crossword because he was in the barn. Because <laughs> if he know he come out right now, she going to get it. <laughs> if it took all day, he just sit up in that barn, sit up there with the hogs and the cows and everything out there. Because the Bible said it's bad out there right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the word is always right. Yes, it is. Amen. Sometimes you just need to get away. Not to stay away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just to get your, get your composure back. Because yeah, yeah. the Bible says you can be angry, but don't sin while you're angry. Right, right, right. Yeah. You really should have said, don't go off. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Because you're learning how to walk down one path together. Yeah. The two shall take the same journey together. Yeah. Is what it's saying. When it's talking about cleaving and become one, they shall unify around the will of God and take the same journey. Now, since the goal in becoming one is not to do what the other person wants to do, especially if they're wrong. Yeah. I've seen people unify wrong. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. They're unifying around what's wrong. Mm -hmm. We never do that. We just know. And if you walk with God long enough, he will tell you she's right. Mm -hmm. Or he's right. If you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And listen, if we're not going to listen to God, we can't get there. Mm -hmm. That's, right. That's why the Bible said, except the Lord. Mm -hmm. yeah. Psalms 127 said, except the Lord build a house. If you want to have love and marriage, you better let the Lord build a house. Yeah. And you better learn how to hear from God. Yeah. And don't let your wife do all the hearing. Mm -hmm. 
Now you done raised a little prophet up in the house. <laughs> Letting her doing all the praying and all the hearing. Yeah. And now she mad about something that ain't got nothing to do with the will of God. Now you're going to get took down the road somewhere where you ain't supposed to go. <laughs> and she's standing there talking about, thus said the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> because you failed in your, and that's what, that's, that's what Eve did. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even Eve then. She was just a woman. She was Adam too. But she, she done got messed up with the devil now. Yeah. Yeah. He's always going to attack your union. I'm trying to take you that. And he don't stop trying. He's persistent. He never stops trying to destroy your union. He is a spirit being like God. He does not need rest. He does not need sleep. You in a physical body, you can't fight all day because you in a physical. It's going to raise your blood pressure up. You're going to start having physical problems. You got to go to sleep after a while. It'll affect, stress will affect your physical body. It don't affect him. And he never stops. That's why you can get over one challenge and then he's looking for another kink in the armor somewhere. And he's coming after that. He never stops. So guess what? You're going to have to be, what the Bible says, steadfast, mm -hmm. unmovable, mm -hmm. always abounding what? In the work of God or we can say the will of God. You always got to know what God's will is. Yeah. 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 I remember when... Uh, she wanted to go to the women's prison. I didn't want to go to no women's prison. I did not want to go. And I said it openly. I said, I don't want to go to no women's prison. I said, we got enough to do pastoring this church. And what are you talking about the women's prison? And so I had an attitude about it. And I, I, I told her what I thought about it and fixed up real good and walked off. I said, it takes care of that. Got that settled. Because my logic was good. You know, the will of God may not be your logic. The will of God may not be your logic. I was busy. I was working a full-time job, passing the church building buildings at the same time, four children in school, because some of them in college had a, lo had a load already. Mm -hmm. And you talking about preaching to the prisoners. You know, preach around here. There's people around here, preach to the <laughs> Preach to the people around here. And so, she got a letter back from the Tennessee State Prison for Women. And she was standing down the hallway. I can still see her now. We got accepted. <laughs> we got accepted. We, we got accepted as ministers to the Tennessee State Prison for Women. That's a good thing you stand down the hallway waving that. Because I know I told you not to do it. And we, we get to go on this day. 
I want to say, you'll go by yourself. <laughs> but there's a cleaving clause in my contract. <laughs> Amen. You got a cleaving clause in yours, too, if you marry. <laughs> you may have to go someplace you don't want to go. The cleaving clause is going to make you go. I know you don't want to go to your in-laws, but you got a cleaving clause. You don't want married into the family. Man, you don't want to go fellowship with the family. Did you see all them people at the wedding when you said, I do? Now you don't want to go. Where you going? Because you got a clause in your contract. I know little Ray Ray and all of them going to be over there doing their thing, but you still got to go. <laughs> you got a clause. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> then the day came to go. She says, and you preaching. How about that? I wanted to say some stuff then, but I didn't say that. I didn't know if Jesus will forgive me of it or not. I just kept my mouth shut. And I drug my feet the whole time. I was the last one everywhere. I was the last one to the car. We got over to the church. He said, come on over to the church. We're going to pray before we go. It's hard praying for something and you don't want to go there. Even if it's the will of God, it's hard praying for something that's against your will. Yeah, yeah. And it could be God. And it's hard participating in it because you ain't got the email yet. For some reason, you've been too busy to hear from God yourself and you're left to your own thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And it don't even matter. You can still be the pastor. I never asked him. I never for once asked God, is this what we're supposed to be doing? I said we was too busy. <laughs> and because I felt we were too busy, I never even asked God the question. And this is how a lot of people miss it. In their homes, and they're out of the will of God because you never asked God. Is what she doing the will of God? Is this what you want? And sit and listen. And listen to your spirit. Now, there's been times where she won't do stuff. It wasn't God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was not. Don't be like she batting a thousand because she's not. <laughs> Praise God. I'm just trying to, I'm just encouraging her right now. Amen. The Bible said encourage one another That's daily. Right. That's right. I'm just encouraging her right now. She's sitting over there thinking, I be hearing from heaven. <laughs> but if you try, yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just gotta try. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. But I was dragging. I was trying to get in agreement with this. <laughs> I drug my way into the church building. I don't know. Jerry Rich, I mean, Rich probably was there. Jim, Christina was there. And then she said, let's go in the sanctuary and pray for the service. Mm. Now I had enough then. 
I ain't had enough there. I said, now y'all go pray. That's what y'all do. And then I told a lie. I pray enough. <laughs> no, you don't, because the Bible said men ought to always pray. So if you prayed enough, you'd have been in that. But you know how you be lying and trying to, because you got an attitude. You got an attitude, you say anything. It don't even make no sense. You just trying to stay out of the will of God. I said, I pray enough. And I walked off and left her. I separated from her. But God knew I was, I was sincere. See, when you're sincere, he's going to help you. When you are sincere, he's going to help you. If you're going to be one, it's not going to happen by accident. The point that we should rally around is the will of God. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I remember disciplined children. Boy, she would like to lay it on them. Well, she, could, she, was a, she was the house spanker. <laughs> she acted like she had anointing for spanking. <laughs> she, she had anointing for spanking. I said, I know that ain't God what you're going to do. You let me handle this. You let me handle this. You, you go somewhere and sit down. My kids are all scarred. The kids jumping. You go sit down. Uh-uh. No. No. Let me handle this. Amen. Amen. But anyway, I went back to the fellowship hall. I said, I threw my Bible open. Promise this Bible here. I said, she won't be to preach. Man, this is Saturday. I could be doing something else. I said, I don't even know what I'm going to preach on. I just flipped the Bible open. That's all I did. And I looked down at it, and it said this, when I was in prison, you visited me. When I was naked, you clothed me. And when I was hungry, you came and fed me. And if you've done it unto the least of them, you've done it unto me. I just broke down crying. I got up out of here, I grabbed my Bible. <laughs> Let's go, yo. <laughs> Let's get over here. <laughs> we out of here. Yeah. <laughs> when you are trying, God will talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, this is why a lot of times fights just keep going on. Because if you're going to be in this institution, it's designed for everybody to rally around the will of God. It's not designed to rally around the individual will because it may not be God's will. And the Bible says... I don't care what the issue is. I don't care how minute you may think it is. You still need to talk to me. 
The Bible said, in all your ways, it's Proverbs, isn't it? Proverbs chapter 3, round verse 5. In all your ways, because why? Because we're trying to go one way. Listen, if you're going to have love in marriage, you're going to have to every single way, you're going to have to rally, you're going to have to seek God and let him build it because he's got the will for that particular situation. And it'll stop, it'll keep you one. It'll keep you out of offense. See, I could still have been there fighting it today. They'll be fighting it today. And every time I would walk out to the prison, the anointing would drop on me. The first day I stepped out, I, ste I got stepped on the side. I could tell when the Holy Ghost is on me. And the anointing dropped on me. He says that I'm putting a special anointing on you just to minister to these women. She's the lead, and you are her helper. But I'm putting anointing on you. This is anointing not even for your church. It's not even for your congregation. It is for these women. And for a whole year or two, I'd walk out there, and I'd feel the presence of God coming on me. And some of the best ministry we've ever done at this church has been out there at that prison. Most of our salvations and healings are out there at that prison. One day I was sitting there looking at those women. They look just like y'all. They look just like, they don't look any different than y'all look. They just made a mistake. You just didn't get caught. Gary, I know you didn't get caught. Gary, you've been getting away for a long time. Stop pushing your luck, Gary. And he said, Keith, can't you see how this place would be if I didn't have people to send? I remember one little girl. She was, I could look at her. She looked like she was going to pop. Because when you lose your freedom and you're incarcerated and you think something like this would never happen to you, how did I get here? I don't want to be here. And she was just bawling, sitting there on the front row. God said, go minister to her so she don't pop in here. The baby's going to be all right. God's with you. It don't matter where you are. As long as you're not in prison to the enemy, yeah. you're free. Amen. It's good. Amen. It's good. And you're going to get out of here. Just begin to accept the will of God and just minister to him. She just calmed down. He said, this place would be totally different if I didn't have anointed men and women of God to send to this place. That's why I want you here. Yeah. So if you start practicing this, you're going to find out that you're spending more time together. If you practice the will of God in your home, you're going to find out, I'm not trying to do what I want. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to do what you want. 
You're not trying to do what you want. You're not trying to do what I want. We both want to do what God wants us to do. And when we're doing that, we start making tracks together. And cleaving becomes easier. It just becomes something we do. We get used to doing things together. We decide we just want to go, we want to go down to the, we want to go down and get some ice cream together. I'm ready to go get some ice cream. Well, I'm going to go too, because you practice cleaving. Yeah. Yeah. You practice being around each other. It becomes a way of life instead of people just shooting in all different kinds of directions. If you practice doing the will of God together, that has to be the focus of your life. This was built around people doing it God's way and doing what, what God wanted them to do for their union. And when you do that, your marriages are going to become a, a, a witness to your children first and to the people around you. And you're going to be able to get, see that when you read uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1. I want you to read, go ahead and turn over. That's the last verse I'm going to do today, and then I'm done. When I saw this scripture, I began to realize that marriage is more powerful than the podium or is equal to the podium that we preach from. You want to be in the ministry, want to be a preacher? When you get married, you are. People, people begin to watch you. And Tutu don't like me preaching from the front. He'll go to the back in a minute. Keep him up here. <laughs> he's not even crying. He just wants Keisha to do what he wants to do. He's just going to make Keisha do what he wants right now. I figured you out, Toot. Amen. He's going to have his way right now. Now you know what you like when you want to have your way. Don't be looking at Toot like you got it all together. That's how you sound when you ain't going to have it but your way. He ain't hungry. He just want to do what he wants. Amen. Praise God. Got to have it your way, right? Look what over here is saying in the First Peter 3, 1. That's all we got time for. What time is it anyway? 1203. All right. I'm going to stop after this. That's enough. He said, likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husband. Amen. Listen to the reason why. Listen to the reason why. I know your husband just flashed right in front of you when I read that. <laughs> Amen. Be in subjection to your own husband. But there's a reason for it. Amen. You know, the Bible is balanced. It's just got, it got other things in here for the, for the husband, too. It's going to get out of here until the husband don't be bitter against your wife. You can't walk around the house over verse 7. Over in verse 7, it's going to tell the husband that you can't be bitter against your wife and mad, walking around all day hot. Amen. He said, if you do, your prayer's not going to be answered shut you off from heaven. You a man, you ain't got no time to be messing around with your wife. Sitting around mad all day long. It'll cut your prayers off from heaven. You don't shut your whole, cut your whole family off from a supply from heaven. 
I love the Word of God. Amen. Amen. It keeps me checked some days. I want to get sent there. I say, girl, <laughs> you better be glad. <laughs> The word of God won't, I, I got to keep, I got to get my prayers going through. Yeah. I ain't got time to get mad at nobody. Yeah. I got a million dollar building now, over half, half a million. Yeah. I ain't got time, I, mean, I got to have a supply. Yeah. Yeah. I got to have a supply. I got to go lay hands on people yeah. and people want healing and all kinds of stuff like right. it. I ain't got time to be mad at nobody. Right. I ain't got time to be walking in unforgiveness. Yeah. Right. God got me out there, bless God forever. He can't nobody bring me through now but the, but the most high. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. When you get out, you'll get out there so far walking with God and trusting Him yeah. and bless God forever. You need doors opening yeah. for you and break. You ain't got time to get your prayers cut off. Right. You ain't got time to walk around the house mad all day long. Yeah. Oh my. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then gonna try to pray. Mm-hmm. Didn't even get out of the room. Mm-hmm. That's good. Didn't even get out of the room. I got too much stuff on the line. Like Pastor Nancy said, if you're, going to, if you're going to start some strife, you better find out how much it's going to cost you. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Because the Bible said, whatever there's division, mm-hmm. and strife mm-hmm. and division and envy, mm-hmm. every evil work mm-hmm. is done. You just invite, you just might well hold it open. Yeah. Yeah. All the demons been waiting to come in. Y'all come on in here. We're going to have a big fight. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all come on in. They ain't wondering why your money ain't right. Wonder why this ain't working for me. Pastor up here preaching increase. Why? You really want to know? Come see me. Because it's something you're doing. It's something you're saying and it's something you're thinking. It'll shut you. He already told you right there. It will shut your prayer life down. You cut off from heaven. He is not going to let anybody fight in the house and ruin the institution. And then the children are looking at it. Oh then the grandchildren got to watch this. And it's very uncomfortable for people to have to watch yeah. marital strife. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's very uncomfortable for children. Don't be thinking they say, they'll get, no, it's affecting them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's affecting them. And they have a, you have to give them the right to see a union, your, your nieces, your nephews need to see this union. Look what it says right here, you see it. It says, <clears throat> it says here, be a subjection unto your husband that if any, and this any means whosoever or whoever that's obeying not the word, they may be, they also may without the word that they don't even know the word. Ain't nobody even preached to them. But they're watching mm-hmm. how you walk in the union. Yeah. And they can get a revelation of God and get a revelation of the word yeah. just by watching the union. Yeah. Which means they don't have to go to church. They don't even have to. They can just watch y'all. And you become the salt of the earth to them. You become the light of the world to them. So, so, Marriage is ministry, and it's bigger than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you live in your home, it's bigger than you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than what you want. It's bigger than what I want to do right now, what I think right is bigger than that right now. Because 
great families are going to come where the word of God is being honored and where it's been respected and where it's been followed. And it's somebody living it in front of the next generation. And now they, because they just can see it, they just start doing it. You know what would make Kobe Bryant strive the way he did? He had a Michael Jordan. And a lot of times the reason why you want to do what you do is because you saw somebody else do it. You saw somebody else do that and all of a sudden it just appealed to your heart. And God is saying marriage has to be seen. So somebody got to die to they self. Somebody else has got to die to they self and resurrect to the will of God so that the people behind you do not start from scratch. Do not start from scratch because most people come up and they never had anybody live the image in front of them. Most people, they go into marriage never had anybody live it in front of them successfully because the two people that they were watching decided they wanted it their way. You got two Burger Kings living right in the house together. (laughs) And it becomes a problem to sitting there watching. Somebody won't catch up and somebody won't mustard and willing to fight over it and sitting there watching that over and over and over again. No, I figured this out a long time ago. Even being a pastor, God said, you're not just here to preach to people. First Peter chapter five says, you be an example to the flock. Evidently, we need people that take on the role of leadership and do it right in front of us. Every time you walk into this church with your husband and your wife, don't you think people ain't watching you? They know who you married to. You can just, you can just, just get a person right over here, a single person right over here. You just get a person right over here, a child, and say, well, who they married to? They're point, right? That's his wife. They done already got you scoped out. And they're watching everything you do. They're learning from you by yeah. watching. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And God is telling us right here that these people could be one. They, they don't have the word. They're without the word. But without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives and the husbands too. Conversation means the way you're doing things and how you live. You can win people you win people more by your living than right. by your preaching. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Amen. There's more people won by how you live yeah. than how you preach. Yeah. You get some help today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just lift your hands to heaven, everybody. Just lift your hands to heaven. We want to receive from the Spirit of God. Yes. We need help to do this. This cannot be done. Just pray in the Holy Ghost, women. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, just pray in the Spirit. Sheila Bako Sunday. Sunday Bako Sunday. 
What a ministry. What a ministry. That people without the word can be won. The enemy doesn't have to get a hold of the next generation. Hallelujah. People can be one. People can be one without preaching a word. Because of that man and woman of God. Father, deliver us. Deliver us from being selfish. Because it's not all about us. It's not all about us. It's not about all of what we want. Hallelujah. But Jesus was at the cross and he said, Not my will. Not what I want. Not my will, but your will be done. On earth, just like it is in heaven. In my life, in my wife, and in my children. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Not my will, but your will be done. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I call for a breaking of my will. I call for a breaking of my will. I call for a breaking of what I want. Hallelujah. That's what was crucified on the cross. My will was crucified on the cross so that your will could prevail. And if your will prevails, salvation prevails. Healing prevails. Deliverance prevails right now. Hallelujah. Not my will, Father. Oh, break me, Lord. Break my will. Hallelujah. Break what I want, Father. Can you tell him that, Lord, break what I want? I don't want to do it my way. Can't build a home my way. Can't build a marriage my way. Can't keep the love real my way. But your way is real. Hallelujah. Your word is real. Your way is real in the name of Jesus. And now so we receive help from the, from the angels of God. Jesus had to have ministry in that garden because some places are hard places. Some places are hard places. It was a hard place to carry my sin. It was a hard place to yield to the will of God. But so the angels came to strengthen him. So I call for angels to minister to marriages today in the name of Jesus. We, I release angels to the angels that are assigned to your house. They're assigned to your marriage in the name of Jesus so that you and your seed may live in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive the ministry of angels to your house right now. Receive the angels that bring strength. Hallelujah. Receive them right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive the strength so you can say I'm sorry when you need to say. 
Receive strength so you can forgive. Receive strength so you can release bitterness in the name of Jesus. Receive strength so the walls come down in the name of Jesus. Walls come down right now in the name of Jesus. Not my will, Lord. It's got to be the way you want it, Jesus. Tell him it's got to be the way you want it, Jesus. Not my thoughts, because your thoughts are higher. Oh, so this next generation can live. I break my will by the power of God so that my children can see the love of God, so that my grandchildren can see that God is real. Hallelujah. I receive strength when I'm wrong to, be, to say I'm wrong. I receive strength to change, to do it your way, God. So that love and marriage is a real reality. I choose to be the light you want us to be. I choose to be the salt of the earth. I choose to be a witness to this generation that God is the builder of my house. God is the keeper of my vineyard. God is the keeper of my garden. Build my house, Lord. Build it so you'll be glorified. Build it so this generation can see that the word is alive. It's well in my house. It's well in my heart. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. I got to hear from heaven to do this. When I'm wrong, speak to me. When I'm wrong, I want to change, Lord. Because marriage is bigger than me. Because it's touching the people around me. Because it's touching the people around me. I receive the Holy Ghost. I receive power. Power for this union. To do my part. I receive power for this union. I receive power to speak words that build. I receive the Holy Ghost because no man can tame his own tongue. I receive the Holy Ghost because no man can tame his own tongue. From this day forward, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, for you are my strength. And you alone are my redeemer. Forgive me for every idle word I've spoken. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Forgive me. I want a new start. I want a new start. So minister to every, pour, pour in the oil and wine. Let your healing flow this morning. We worship you as the God that heals the brokenhearted. Some of you need to be healed to go on this morning. 
receive healing for your, just receive so you and your seed can live. Just receive. Some of you receiving healing so you can go into this next union. Hallelujah. God's got to heal you before the next union. Some of you receiving healing now. Hallelujah. Some of you are single, never been married, but you're ministering healing today. There's luggage you won't carry because you're receiving healing right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for healing me of my past. Thank you for delivering me for what they did to me. I forgive, but I receive healing. Got to go on. Got to go on. Got to go on. Got to move forward. Got to move forward in the name of Jesus. Got to take the next step. And I left the singles up in this place. Receive the Holy Ghost. Begin to hear from heaven now. Begin to hear from heaven now. So you'll know the voice of God. Hallelujah. We praise you and we thank you, Father. We live in the days of the outpouring of the Spirit. And we receive power to keep our homes. We receive power to become builders of homes by your mighty hand. We receive the Holy Ghost and power in the name of Jesus to love again and to keep loving. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world, he gave so that we would not perish so that you, me, and our seed could live in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God is resting on this place right now. Just receive the Holy Spirit. You're receiving strength right now. And everything is going to be all right in the name of Jesus. And Father, we praise you and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the strength to rally around your will so that we cleave and we're one flesh all the days of our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just give God some praise right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to the Most High God. That's a vision that we have for this church. We want people to come to our church and see strong marriages. We want people to come to our church and see strong marriages. You know, my parents were divorced when I was five years old. So the only time I saw really family was at church. I mean, a husband, we were still a family. But the only time I was able to see couples together was at church. It was almost intentional. So it's so important for married couples to worship together because it gives people something to look forward to. And I remember when I got to church on the rock, Indiana, I was 23, 24 years old. I looked for that help. I looked for that help. 
I look to those men that brought their, their wives and their children to church. I, I noticed them. They were mentors for me, and especially my pastor. So remember, remember this, your marriage is a ministry, and it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. The Bible said it's an honor for a man to cease from strife. Because you're not just honoring God. You're honoring the people that are looking at your marriage. You're honoring the people that are learning from your marriage. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.